Welcome to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. This is our 185th podcast, and we're currently in a series on faith. We started it just our prior podcast, and we're going to continue as the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into understanding what it is to have greater faith. The topic of today's podcast is entitled, Simply Greater Faith. I want to encourage you to believe that you can have greater faith than you have today. Now, some people say, well, faith is faith, and there isn't anything bigger or less, whatever, but that's not true. Jesus talks about faith being great. He talks about faith being little. He talks about everyone can have an experience and trust in God to have greater faith. So we're going to get into that and talk about that in this podcast. But first, before we get going, we need to pray. I don't want to go into teaching without inviting the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us. Heavenly Father, once again, I come to you and I give you praise for who you are. I exalt your name and I lift up your name and I enter into your courts with praise and worship and thanksgiving. I'm so thankful, God, for what you've done in our lives. Pray now that the Holy Spirit would move in and take control of this podcast. I've put a lot of time time and effort into this. It's a lot of studying, a lot of prayer, and a lot of asking the Holy Spirit for guidance. And I believe that's wonderful. But unless the Holy Spirit takes over and takes charge, this podcast will not do what you want it to do. So I submit totally to the Holy Spirit and ask for your guidance, your direction, and I'll give you praise for what's about to take place. Because I believe at the end of this podcast, people will see a path to greater faith. They'll understand that they can have faith way beyond what they ever thought or expected. And I'll give you praise for that in advance. And I'll give you all the glory now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, the topic of faith is of interest to almost everyone. Followers of Jesus Christ desire to have greater faith. They read books on faith. They read God's word about the hundreds of examples of faith or people with needs that had to be met. Even non-believers, though, have kind of an interest in a form of faith. They don't call it faith. They may not use the word faith when they think of something they need or what they want. They use other words like luck or coincidence or self-made success or I did it my way or I can do anything. We, though, don't believe that. The unsaved, those people who don't rely on Jesus for their faith, talk about getting breaks or having good fortune. But Christians see faith totally different. They look at faith as trust in God, hope in God, belief in God, reliance on God, and confidence in God. Christians should never refer to something good in their life as being luck or coincidence or getting a great break. Luck has nothing to do with my faith as a follower of Jesus Christ. I know a lot of people who are Christians. They love the Lord. They serve God. But many times when you're talking to them, when something good happens in their life, they'll say, well, I was lucky here or I was lucky there. And I like to try in a nice way to say, why don't we just call it being blessed? Just say, I was blessed here or God did something but give God the credit for something good that takes place in our life. We've got to do that, church, because if we don't, we will not please God. So we got to understand that luck and those types of things, good fortune and getting a break or whatever it might be, do not apply to the lives of Christians. We are children of God. We are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a different set of directions. We have a different plan for our life. God has placed a great purpose in us and a great purpose and plan for our life. And he wants to direct it and help us and guide us through that. So let's get into this today and talk more about how faith can be greater than we can imagine. Faith is everything now to followers of Jesus Christ. It's by faith that we believe Jesus is the Son of God. By faith, 
we read and believe in God's word. A Christian must have faith to live each day, to face the trials that we face in life. Faith is the beginning of a Christian's walk with God. You see, when we receive Jesus Christ, by faith, we receive him and accept him as our Lord and Savior. But faith has something else that it needs, something that God wants us to add to our faith. And we're going to talk about that right now for just a little bit. In the book of James, we are told that faith needs good works. James says faith with good works is necessary. Now, we'd be making a huge mistake in trying to increase our faith without understanding what James wrote in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. Let me read those to you right now. Yeah, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now that's a pretty strong statement, and we're going to learn what that means as we go through this teaching today. James is giving us vital information to help us understand that, yes, faith is crucial. You can't receive Jesus without faith, but there's got to be additional activity that takes place beyond our faith. Not to be saved, but just to please God and see an increase in our faith. So if you really want your faith to increase, then you've got to learn the process of good deeds and doing good works. It doesn't save you, but it certainly does add to the faith that you desire in your life. Faith and good deeds apply to many areas of our life. They could be sharing your faith in God to a non-believer. Good works can be reaching out to someone with an illness or being kind to others who have been hurt or abused or even those who've abused you. Let me take a second and talk about that. You see, a lot of folks come to me and they'll say, I can't seem to forgive someone who hurt me and abused me. But it's crucial that we learn how to forgive people because if we can't forgive others, God's going to have a difficult time, it says in his word, to forgive us. So therefore, we've got to learn how to forgive and to move on with our life because if we allow that, it will hurt us, it'll control us. That unforgiveness will rob us from greater faith. It's something we need to confess. And the way you confess it best is to pray for those who hurt us, it says in the word God's word, who abuse us, who cause all kinds of trouble in our life. We're to pray for them and lift them up and encourage them. Now, good works are also feeding the hungry or using your talent to bless your church. Now, James gives more examples of faith with good works in James chapter 2, verses 21 through 24. Let me read those to you right now because this is so important understanding the significance of faith and good works. In verse 21, it says here in the New Living Translation, don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see his faith and his actions work together. That's really important to understand. His actions made his faith complete. And so it is happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be ripe with God by what we do, not by faith alone. So yes, faith is how we receive Christ. That's the beginning of everything. But once we have that faith, we need to understand that we must take that faith and do something good with it. And when we do that, we please God and we can receive a great blessing from God and we can see an increase in our faith. Don't misunderstand this teaching at all. It doesn't mean that you can't be saved and go to heaven if you don't have some good works. But what it means is that once you get that faith to be become a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, 
Christ, then you need to take that faith and do something good with that for others. And that in turn will then bless you. And then God will see that faith in action by our good works and he'll bless us and we'll see an increase in our faith. I want you so much to understand what I'm saying here because faith without works doesn't really increase your faith, but faith with good works does increase our faith. Now, it is important that I point out some things about good works. We cannot do only good works to receive God's promise of heaven. Works are wonderful, but the only way to receive the blessed hope of eternity with Jesus in heaven is to have faith to receive him as your Lord and Savior. We must confess our sin and ask for forgiveness and promise our God that we will serve him for the rest of our life. Now, as a pastor for over 20 years, I met many individuals who wanted greater faith but did not believe that they needed to do any good works. They didn't really want to serve their community. They didn't want to work in the church, but they were saved. They gave their heart to Christ, but they were being robbed of greater faith because of that. As you might expect, I have a scripture that helps us understand the difference between good works and faith. James wrote about it in the same book, James chapter 2, go back to verses 17 and 18 now. I only read through 17 last time. Let me read those to you. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. Now, James is saying this, but I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So that's a crucial teaching. I want you to receive that and be blessed by it. That is if you desire to have greater faith. If you don't care about having greater faith, then you can take the other action, which I'm sure you will not do. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast. Now, obviously, this podcast is focused on the topic of faith. Therefore, I need to say more about what God's Word says about the various types of faith. Jesus calls faith as small. He also refers to it as small as a mustard seed. And if we have that kind of little faith, it can move mountains. He refers to weak faith and of great faith. He even says there, O ye of little faith. He told that to his disciples. So Jesus understands and wants us to understand that there are various levels of faith, and I'm encouraging you to receive greater faith from the Word of God. In future podcasts, our faith will address abundant faith, how giving requires faith. You see, you wouldn't give of your finances unless you had faith to believe that God's going to replace them with more, going to bless you with more. We're going to talk about faith that, that we rob ourselves of. What robs us of having faith? I'm going to talk about what increases our faith. I will address many faith-related topics. You'll want to stay with me on this journey in order to give you greater faith. As we go through our lessons on faith, do not be surprised if your faith is tested. Here's an example of something that happened to me after the Holy Spirit impressed me to write a book on faith. You see, I was almost finished with a book. It's entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book that I wrote, and I'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. And that book is really a definition, an explanation of how to believe for great things to happen in your life. The book's entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based upon the principle that Paul taught in the life of Abraham. When Abraham was told by God that he was going to become the father of many nations, remember, Abraham did not have the ability to have a child, nor his wife Sarah. But God said, that's not a problem for me, and God made them fertile, and they were able to have a child. So Abraham believed and trusted, and his faith increased, and he was able 
able to envision himself or see himself as the father of many nations because he called forth something that was not as though that it was. Well, I'm writing this book and I'm getting all excited about my faith building up and releasing my first book on faith. And all of a sudden, as I was nearing the completion of it, I was almost finished with the book when I went to my annual physical checkup at the Veterans Hospital up in a place called Prescott, Arizona. It's a real pretty little mountain town. It's a fun drive up there and it's a great place to go have a test and then stay a few days and enjoy the scenery. The doctor said that my blood work was great. I'd gone up there from my annual blood work for what they call a lipid panel, which is your triglycerides and your cholesterol and your your blood level and your glucose to see if you're doing well. The doctor said that the work was great. Everything was fine. But he said, we did a lot of other tests and I said, well, that's nice. I said, could I have a copy of the blood test? And he said, well, sure. And so I thought I was going to get like one page of a few tests, but he gave me like three pages of blood work. And when those three pages came out, I looked at them and I thought, wow, there's an awful lot of readings here that I don't understand. So I went home, took those home, and the Holy Spirit impressed me to take the test to another doctor. So here I am at home, 100 miles from where I had the test taken, and I'm standing there with these papers, these blood tests in my hand. And the Holy Spirit says, don't file these away. Take them to another doctor to get a second opinion. Well, I thought, well, that's kind of silly. A doctor did the test. He did everything. He read them. He told me I'm fine. So why should I question that? So I started to file them again. And the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, and basically impressed me to, no, don't file those away. Call another doctor and get a second opinion. So I called the regular doctor that I've been going to, told him what I had. The nurse was actually talking to me. And I said, would you be willing to read these tests? And she said, well, we don't do that. We don't don't take tests from someone else. You'll have to get your test with us. So I said, well, would you do me a favor and at least take a look at these and see if I need to do something else? And she said, okay, well, that's fine. And I thought that was a breakthrough. So I took the tests over to her. And when the test got to her, she gave them to the doctor. And the next day I received a phone call from the doctor stating simply that you need to get in here to see me because there's some things in your blood work that I believe could, could show us there's a problem. So I went over to the doctor with my wife and they looked up and they said, well, we think possibly that you may you may have in your blood something called multiple myeloma and it could be bone marrow cancer and we want to do more tests just to be sure of it but it doesn't look very good. He said, and you're sure that this doctor that looked at these didn't see this? And I said, well, he wasn't looking at that part of the work. He only looked at the references to my, my blood work for cholesterol and those types of things. So he ran additional tests. They called me in the very next day and said, you know, this doesn't look very good. As a matter of fact, we know for a fact that you do have multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, and it's very severe and it's going to be very difficult for you because there's no cure for this. Now, I bring that up to you because here I am writing a book on faith, a book to encourage other people to have greater faith and don't worry about trials that happen in your life and because these things happen, so just don't let that bother you. Don't let that overwhelm you. And in the middle of all that, the Holy Spirit Spirit tells me you need to add this story to your book. So I had to go back and finish writing the rest of the book and talk about what I was diagnosed with. Now that's a interesting set of circumstances, but it certainly does test our faith because there's many times when we pray to have greater faith, we may be tested in our faith. So I gave you this example because I felt it was important for you when you're learning about having greater faith because I don't want want you to be surprised if your faith is tested in the middle of this. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to get greater faith or improve your faith or increase your faith through God's word and through prayer and asking for the Holy Spirit to help you. But it's important to understand that when you have something happen like this and you're seeking for direction in your life, well, sometimes things do pop up. Now, I I should finish the story on that blood work. 
they told me during that blood work that I only had about six months to live if their chemo and all that stuff didn't work. And I looked at the doctor and I said, well, let me just let me just tell you this. I'm going to be fine. And so you can't scare me with heaven. And I said that basically to let him know that I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ, and that the worst thing that could happen to me basically was I wind up in heaven. And that's certainly not a problem. That's a blessing. And that's what we're all working for here on earth is to spend eternity with heaven in with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So with that in mind, I told the doctor that. He said, well, I'm glad to see that you believe that. You must really believe that. And I said, yes. I looked at him. I said, and let me just tell you that you're going to believe this also. Before this is over, you're going to see the miracle working power of God in my life. And so he said, well, let's go. So we started taking the test, started all the chemo and all the stuff that a cancer patient would take. The diagnosis was there, but I was not accepting it that it was going to take my life. To give you some idea, I was told I may have only six months to live. And that was nearly seven years ago that that took place. Now the doctor looks at me and says, you could live another 20 years because the treatments have gone very well and they're finding no no example of it, no trace of it at this particular time. And I thank God for that, but I still am taking a maintenance bill for chemotherapy is what it is because they want to make sure that that stuff doesn't come back and they know that those cancer cells are still floating around, they say, in my body, but I'm just claiming and believing through faith that God's healed me and it's gone and it'll never come back. So with that, I want to give God all the glory and all the praise for it. So let me make an additional statement on the fact that when you try to increase your faith, you're probably going to be challenged in your faith. And I gave you that example and I spent a lot of time on it because I felt it was very important. I haven't given that full example in quite a while on these podcasts, so I think it's a crucial one. And that story is also explained in my book entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. Now, Let me give you an example of something that I found the other day and I ran across. It's by an unknown author to me. I don't know who wrote it. It was just something that was written. There wasn't any claim to it, so I'm not violating any copyright laws or anything. But but listen to this. Listen to this statement to help us understand that we will be tested sometimes when we ask for certain things. And it said something like this. When I asked God for strength, God gave me a difficult problem to make me strong. You know, that's an answer to faith. You know, another way, way to go about it is when you ask for patience, you know you're going to be tested. You know you're going to see things come at you. But when you ask for faith and those things come at you, it will teach you how to have patience. It, the, the statement here also went something like this. When I asked God for wisdom, God gave me many problems to solve. And when I got those solved through God's strength and direction, it was an answer to my prayer. So sometimes when a trial or a challenge comes to our life, the answer is in that problem or trial being solved through our faith and our comfort and our trust that God is going to take us through that challenge and he's going to reward us with greater faith. So I hope that those were helpful to you. Now let me close out this podcast on faith with on greater faith with a few scriptures that I think we need to read and understand in order to have greater faith. In the book of Mark in chapter 5 there's a story in here that Jesus refers to. It was about a woman who had a major physical problem that she'd had for many many years. This is a story about Jesus heals in response to people having faith. And it says here that in 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 let's see it's Mark chapter 5 and verse number 24 Jesus went with the people and they were following him and crowding around him and a woman in a crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay for them but she had not gotten any better in fact she had be- become worse 
She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Now, she didn't touch him, his hand, his, his feet, his arm, his leg. He just, she just touched the, the, the edge of his robe, for she thought to herself, listen to this, I, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Now, isn't that amazing? What a great scripture that is. She didn't even need to look Jesus in the eye, didn't need to ask Jesus directly for him. She just believed by faith, great faith that she had, that if she could just touch his robe, she'd be healed. And it says, immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around and asked the crowd, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask? who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Verse 34, and he said to her, listen to this, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. That's great faith. She would not give up. She would not let up. She pressed in just so that she could sense just the edge of Jesus's robe somehow that that would release healing for her body and she received it with great faith. Now I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 11. There's so much here and I know I could teach several podcasts just on this, but let's kind of walk down the hall of faith if we will. This is in Hebrews chapter 11. Remember it started in verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Let me just give you a couple examples of that. It says here in verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. In verse 8, it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. In verse number 12, It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, but God protected his son and protected him. Verse 21, or 20, It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to to his sons Jacob and Esau. We should do that with our kids. By faith, we should promise. We really should. We should gather our kids around us or even our husband or wife or spouse and say, by faith, I believe that God has promised you a blessing for your future. And in verse 20, it says, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons Jacob and Esau. In verse 21, it says, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. Verse 22, it was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with him when he left, when they left. In verse 23, it was by faith that Moses parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. And 24, I could go on and on. I'll just give one one more. Verse 24, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And it goes on and on and on. So let me just let this apply to your life. It's by faith that you're healed. It's by faith in God's word that you're, you're going to receive what you're looking for in your life. It's by faith that you can see your dream be, be resurrected and come back into your life. It's by faith that your marriage can be healed. It's by faith that your children can be saved and can come back to God. You know, the other day, my wife, who has a sister, called her, and my wife's been witnessing to her for years and years, and her sister called her and said, 
that basically she'd had an encounter with God and the Holy Spirit moved on her life and she had now made what we believe was the first time in her life a total, full, complete acceptance of Jesus and totally surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. And it was a wonderful moment just before Thanksgiving Day and God gave that to my wife to encourage her so that she could see that by faith, her faith that her family would be saved has actually happened and they're, they're coming to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So let me encourage you. Let me just tell you that if you've got a problem that you're facing, by faith, believe that God can bring that to pass in your life. He can bring the answer to you. He can bring the solution to you. And it's by faith in Him and in His Word that you'll see these things happen. So I want you to increase your faith by first doing some good works, doing some type of good works in your church or for other people. Pray for people, to bless people, to ask for forgiveness from people that you've had a challenge with or to forgive others who've come up against you. An act of faith, and I believe that'll help you increase your faith. So I'm going to close this right now by praying for you and believing that God's going to do something special in your life so you can have greater faith. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this amazing teaching, Lord, because it's amazing not because of me, but it's your word that I'm reading to those who are listening in. I pray that you would use it and that you would multiply it and that people's lives would be changed, Father. They would increase their faith in you, God, and they would increase, Father God, their desire to be a witness of what you've done in their life. And they'll also, Father, reach out to others who have great needs and pray for them and and believe that God can do great things. And I believe for those who have unsaved family members that their faith will increase through this teaching, that they'll claim salvation for their family members. I thank you for it, God, and I'll give you praise for it. And I believe, Lord, from this day forward, people will look at faith differently. They'll believe that they can have greater faith. They'll understand that your word is is the key and the solution. And, And reaching out and doing something for other people and do some good works, Father, will increase their strength that they will have greater faith. I believe that and I pray, Lord, that will change their life. I know it's changed my life just reviewing this these texts and reviewing these scriptures and reviewing the word of God that you've placed in front of me. So, Father, bless them now and keep them, Father, and I'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that this has been a blessing to you, that this podcast has done something to help you as you seek greater faith. And I believe as we go into the podcast coming up in the next few weeks that the Lord will give us some topics that I believe that I've already have a list of them. I have to pray over which ones I should study and get into, but he's going to have some new things for us. So I would encourage you to call your friends, maybe relatives, and let them know that there's a series being taught on faith, to have greater faith, and to be able to see great results from an increase in your faith. If you would like to get additional information about the teachings that we have in Quality Christian Living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull up that webpage, you'll find a link there to the podcast that I've done. Now, this is the 185th podcast. So there's obviously a list of other podcasts that have been done. We've taken on many topics. We've discussed topics of finance. We've talked about issues of having greater faith. We've had discussion on income in the sense of being debt-free and your financial plan that you need to make for your life. We've talked about the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and how to work and operate in the gifts of the Spirit and a, a plethora, a large number of topics that I believe will bless you. So you could pull up any of them that you want. The entire list will come forward for you. You can just go over them and look for them and just see something that would bless you. And I hope that you'll do that. In addition to that, on my webpage, you'll see there's a reference to several books that I've written. One that I referred to earlier in this podcast and it's entitled to receive everything from what we call nothing. It was my first book on faith and I'm in the midst of doing a second book on faith and it's called 
Greater Faith for Miracles, and that'll probably be out in a year or so, but it's something that I'm working on right now, and I believe the Lord has given me some great opportunities to write something that'll help and bless people and increase their faith. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I'm once again, I'm thankful that you've listened in today. And our next podcast is going to be entitled, we're going to do a series, I think, a kind of a two-part series and talk about something that, that is in the book of Hebrews. When I read that verse to you in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. I'm going to talk about confidence, which in other translation, it says substance. So I'm going to talk about what is substance in relationship to faith and then also, I'm going to talk about in relationship to faith, faith, what is the evidence of things? And there's scriptures out there and other translations that refer to faith being substance and evidence. We're going to talk about those two things, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you because it's kind of opened up my heart and my mind to receive something very special from the Lord when it comes to understanding in a greater detail what was written in the book of Hebrews, and what a great chapter that is. I would encourage you between now and our next podcast to get your Bible out and pick it up and read these scriptures that I give you. Whenever I teach, I love to use scriptures. I like to make you be aware and be sure that what you're hearing is based upon the Word of God. So if you'll get your Word out and believe that you can receive a blessing and have a greater example of faith in your life, you can do that by understanding and reading the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 11. And, and the other scriptures that I will be giving you. So with that, I'm just going to close with these words for you. I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Now may you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you and that you will see an increase in your faith and have a desire to have greater faith so you can see the greater things that God has in store for you and you'll see your life be completed through God's purpose and his plan for your life. I thank you for listening in today and may God richly bless you.